Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting in my home with a multi-talented human being, a writer, a singer, a voiceover artist. It is Dana Swanson. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you guys? <laughs> That's your natural human voice, right? That is, it's, it's actually like, yeah, because my voice, my speaking voice is around here and the, uh, the character that I'm probably most known for is... Uh, Sarah on Toonami, who sounds a little more like this. So when fans meet me, they're like, who's this asshole? Like, they just are like, We're, you're all over the place. Like, what are you doing? But, but uh, wouldn't it be annoying to fans if you spoke to them exactly like Sarah, at like that patient, slow cadence? Um, oh, I, I don't know. She's a li- I mean, she's a little sassy, so she could get sassy with you okay. if she wanted to. Okay. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's actually a good question, because I think for some people, they want the uh they want to touch the like the memory of like i have this emotional connection with what i watch and i want to have that emotional connection with you here right now right and it's beautiful because a lot of people will come up to me and be like oh, i've been watching tsunami for 20 years and i'm like well, i've only been part of it for like the last <laughs> little leg but it doesn't matter i yeah. want a part of it yeah but they it's 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 really wonderful and the the fans are super cool but it's i i do sometimes get that feeling of like they'll call me sarah like they'll be like hey sarah what's up and i'm like i I could respond to you as her if you want, but yeah. you know, like, but also like I could tell you about how I need to clip my toenails as a human. <laughs> like I don't know which one you want. <laughs> yeah, could you act that out? How would Sarah clip her toenails? Mm. Uh, for a while, she didn't have toenails, so not at all. <laughs> I mean, like she would probably go defrag something, but um, but now she has a body, which is very exciting, um, and she floats around. Although she cannot leave the ship, she stays on the ship called the Vindication cannot leave okay so no toenail clipping so you go through this experience yourself i'm curious uh Mm -hmm. uh, where people kind of want you to be the character that you're known for but they kind of want you to be a human too so they have a real human experience Mm -hmm. do you think we have a problem with that in our culture right now like uh like chris evans is like clearly a pretty awesome person on social media Mm -hmm. but whenever he says things people are like in fucking captain america said it and I find myself doing that too. And it's like, yeah, but Captain America didn't say that. Yeah, like Chris this... Evans posted an awesome picture of his dog, not Captain America. Yeah, because it's it's the it's it's a, I think it's a strange thing because like we we make these people into like symbols of like this of again like of connection and like I'm I'm connecting uh, Captain America with like what is good and right and just in the yeah. world and like this and is the sleepy f- dogs yeah. are good and right and just yeah and you are literally the face of that and so when you have a poster a moving poster child like he's yeah. in the movies the moving pictures a moving picture child like <laughs> moving picture child the moving picture child when your moving picture child is all of a sudden saying something that in your head you don't feel like aligns with with um, what is appropriate for the character, there's like a a neurological disconnect. So like maybe those nerves are firing that are like, well, if I believe that Captain America should say this about America and instead he's telling me this, then I I don't know which message to believe. And so I think that's... that's Oh, yeah. Just like it when the messages are in lockstep. Like the the human isn't doing anything to violate the truth of the character. Yeah, I for one really enjoy Chris Evans' social media presence. It's kind of amazing. It's it's awesome. And I was even the type that was like, I like the skinny Chris Evans at the beginning of Captain America. Like, I was so into that. Like, Well, yeah. as the skinny Chris yeah. Evans from the beginning of Captain America, yeah. that's what I am as a human being. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, truth in podcasting, I always like to admit, when it is the afternoon, 
recording in the afternoon. afternoon. We're sipping some whiskey we to are. be on brand. I was so excited to come over. <laughs> like I, I love your uh, your whiskey stream, aka Instagram is just like <laughs> the Scrimshaw whiskey stream. And I was like, I feel like it will not be complete. Unless this is part of it. Like, I couldn't tell if that's something that always happens or not when you have guests you know, I, in it, the it, space. It depends but, on the guest. Depends yeah. on if, I, if I think they're a whiskey person, I'll sometimes offer. If I really need a whiskey, I'll offer. If it's yeah. evening, I'll offer. But today is extra special because it's afternoon. It wasn't my idea, and I haven't had any food. So this is going to be <laughs> oh, a great no. podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'll say that it's happy hour on the East Coast right now. So Works for me. You know, like I'm like, okay, well... Probably some people back home in Atlanta yeah. are drinking. So. No, I'm very happy. I'm on brand like Chris Evans with his dogs and his social justice. <laughs> so it's great. Social justice dog warrior. That's <laughs> oh, a movie I uh, would watch. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, so what can you tell people listening what all you do for Toonami slash Adult sure. Swim? Because that's your main gig, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been with Adult Swim for 11, 12, question, almost 12 years. Damn. I had to think about it. Yeah, it's only 12 years. <laughs> Uh, 12 years since Hurricane Katrina. I started the day after Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> did you really? I did. And it was it was crazy because it was like everyone was so freaked out. And then there was like the, the, the freak out about like national tragedy. And then also, oh, where's my gas? How do I get gas? Like oh, there was yeah. like a panic about gas at the same time. So because uh, being in Atlanta, like it was definitely being affected. Uh, by like people were just freaking out. Like I got to get gas. It's really important. So, End of the world stuff. Yeah. 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 So I, I do remember that. Like uh I guess when I first started, um, but yeah, I was uh, I was a tape librarian, and so I have like familiarity with a ton of shows that are on Adult Swim, and uh, a production coordinator, and then I started uh, writing and producing um, promos and sponsored promos, which were basically like commercials that ideally just air on Adult Swim. Okay. Because it's like, this is in the Adult Swim voice made by some a-holes who work in this office. And then <laughs> we're like, we sign off on it and say it's great. Um, so like, so that it has like a, t- a specific tone and excitement to it. So uh, yeah, like that's uh, that's the bread and butter of my work as far as like my day-to-day stuff. The most fun stuff is working on Toonami uh, where I, again, I'm the, the voice of Sarah but I also do... And Sarah's part of, like, an overall, like, packaging of Toonami, yes. right? Of, like, here's a kind of meta story of Toonami? Yes. Okay. So she is the co-host. So Tom, the sort of the robot with the awesome, like, Daft Punk helmet, is <laughs> the, uh, the the main face of Toonami. And then I think of Sarah as, like, the second banana. Like, okay. And, and she's gone from being, like, super straight to... Uh, the way that I do her is a little more sassy and a little more playful. Yeah. Um, but still, like, she's the down-to-business, like, we're firing the lasers, <laughs> like, person <laughs> on the ship or, or entity AI being on yeah. the ship. Um, and so along with that, I do stuff like uh, we have a streaming show called Toonami Preflight, and I've reviewed uh, anime movies, like, different, like, old uh, – I can't, I can't even think of the name of it right now. So I, I review, like, weird – weird movies that people will recommend to me and I call it like you tweet me watch like you can tweet me and then I'll like review it like somebody doesn't know what they're talking about <laughs> um and then I also do uh I also do game reviews and specifically mobile games and some stuff on the switch and then uh the Nintendo switch for in case you guys didn't pick up my, <laughs> my cool lingo uh and then this year I started doing stuff like well I just there's some swag I wanted to buy so let's review this these leggings so you're just reviewing <laughs> things that you want to own I just review things I <laughs> well, if you enjoy that Maker's Mark, right, a bourbon, mm-hmm. you can review that, right? I could, but it, it also has to go through the layer of, like, would a Toonami fan enjoy this? And so oh, I do right. have that understanding of, like, 
this is still for the fans. This right. is still for the people watching. I can't just be like, I want to review this trip to Bermuda. Well, like the I... next time I watch, I'm going to try your leggings <laughs> to see if they enhance the viewing experience. I, you know, I, I try. I actually gave them away. There were these like Miyazaki leggings that didn't fit quite right. <laughs> like, that seems about right for me. Is that, were they sentient? They Did were... they have feelings? <laughs> They floated around and they had no face to them and it was like appropriate for leggings. But uh, yeah, it was, it, yeah, like it, there was, a, if there were a cat bus on them and maybe like maybe a little bit more form fitted, I would yeah. have signed off or maybe a broom to take me to another place. Yeah, Kiki's legging service. Kiki's yes. legging service. <laughs> Just go and try some more. All right. So basically, long story short, you have a fucking awesome life uh, because that sounds like a really cool job where you get to do lots of different things. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love the people I work with. It's great. Cool. Uh, and I know you're also a singer, which probably relates to your obsession, <laughs> which is theme songs in general, right? Yes. Okay. So to you, let's get into your obsession. What are, when you think of theme songs, what are they? Are they just like animated shows are they sitcoms are they movies is it everything that a theme song can be that you're obsessed with it is everything and so like when you and I were first talking about it, it was like tv themes and then I'm like well it's kind of everything because I, I realized like how much movie themes have played into my life okay and into specific choices I've made and things oh, really? I've done and, and pieces, yeah and pieces of art so uh so yeah like I think that just like uh, theme songs in general are this I consider them this like opening to a world it's like like when you, I don't know, it's like when you put on a record and you hear the side A track one, like, okay, that's how it's sequenced. Like, here's the first thing we'd like for you to know about our album. Right. And the same with theme songs, even though if it's a cold open and then you get into the theme song, this is you telling me, hey, motherfucker, wake up. You're in my world. <laughs> I really hope that I can cuss on this, but this is... You absolutely fucking can. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah. We can drink whiskey at two with no food, but <laughs> yeah. we can't use naughty words. I know. I brought some... Do you want some of this juice I brought? <laughs> no. Okay. That's gross no so no green stuff um no green stuff but yeah i I do i I enjoy that it's the it's the tone setting it's the welcoming and in in some ways it's also a little bit uh antithetical to what you're actually about to see which i also enjoy yeah um in theme songs like as far as stuff that uh i'm more familiar with in like the late 80s early 90s there was this theme of well we're gonna go shoot it on a sad studio set somewhere but we're gonna blow so much money on getting you guys out by the san francisco bridge you're gonna be out in chicago you're gonna be everywhere like they're i think the step-by-step theme they're like on a roller coaster like oh yeah having an adventure and i'm like i just i love that you never like they never Never deliver on that promise. Right. Friends never go and play in that goddamn fountain nope. after a decade of being on air. They don't drag lamps out there and couches. <laughs> like, who has the time? Like, they never do that. That's not, like, part of their... It's not part of their world, but for our purposes to be like, well, these guys are wacky. Yeah. Then you see it. Or, like, in this, the case of Family Matters, well, they're a family and they're together. So you're going to see them biking yeah. Along this bridge, like it's, I think it's just like it's the setup. Yeah, it's the setup. That makes sense to me, like for for cartoons and for sitcoms and mm-hmm. even for like drama shows. But it's fascinating to me that I think movie themes are generally used differently. Mm-hmm. Like something like Star Wars, that bring that theme brings you into it. But a lot of movies, the theme comes in at the high point of the movie. So it's not, hey, turn off the real world. You're coming into our world the way it is for like a TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for a movie, it's like the fuck yeah fist pump moment where yeah. the theme comes in. Or or it's the remember this. 
Oh, yeah. This you should remember. Like, take this with you. Take this memento. I think, like, Disney movies are a great example of that because sometimes it's like a ballad. And part of your world is one that um, I do that at karaoke a lot because it's like people get behind it and they're like, I don't know that song. I remember. It's the, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? It's that one where it's like... You're, it's it's slow, but it's like it's grand and it's big and it's this way of being like, I remember that. Like okay. I remember that moment. She's a mermaid and she's longing. It's an I want. Song. It's the I want song. Yeah. All right. So it's like the theme statement yes. in movies. It's the, usually the theme statement of the character. The same yeah. way, like House is like the everything's mysterious. <laughs> yeah, everything's mysterious and crazy or nightcore, which is just like well. <laughs> We got a saxophone, or what? Is, what is it? A Susan? What's on there? Uh, it's, her, a, her, 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 her. it's an instrument you'd hear at night that's almost naughty, but mm-hmm. not quite, which well, is what night chord is. That bass slap is real naughty. Like yeah. that bass slap is automatically naughty. Yeah. And then as soon as like the horned instrument begins, then okay. you know you're in for it. Let me ask you about one of my favorite television shows ever, mm-hmm. and I hadn't really even thought about it until this moment, but I have uh, emotions about the theme song where I don't feel like quite matches the show, which is Cheers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheers, as a child, when I was watching it, the theme song made me sad because the theme song is about longing and about the attempt to belong. Mm-hmm. It's claiming that you're going to belong, mm-hmm. but it doesn't resolve, I feel like, musically or lyrically that it's wouldn't you like to go. It's yeah. not that you have arrived at a place where everyone knows you're, your name. It's wouldn't you like to go there. And then the show starts. Like, yeah. I am a place where everybody knows my name. It's fun and funny. And the, show, and the theme is just... Would you feel like it resolved more for you is like... Uh, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Cheers. And like, so if, <laughs> if someone just came in and, and they're always glad you came. Cheers. Like if they just <laughs> inserted the name yes. of the bar. Because then it would be funny. And then it would tell me that is where you can go, where mm-hmm. everybody will know your name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this is a place. And, and I will say this, like I, I, I do a lot of these uh, during karaoke because for me, they're like the first thing I go to. Like if I'm going to go do karaoke, I'm like, they're crowd pleasers. Yeah. They're super fun. Like anything that is a theme that's a call to action or like a TV show. But the TV show, they are quick. It's mm-hmm. like you're talking about a minute, maybe a minute 30. If it's an extended Golden Girls version, maybe a little long, <laughs> which those do exist. Yeah. Um, where they just sort of like go back and there's like a reprise. Um, but it, it, like Cheers is the one out of that family that is a real fucking downer. Like, yeah. Maybe, like I've done that in rooms and that was, I was, that was like totally a lesson where it was like, you know, not every theme song is going to hit. That's the no. one where people get like, they get bummed and like, it's just a slow tempo. And so it's like, it, it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song, but it's longing for something in the, in the images support this oldie timey that has passed. That mm. is not a part of our culture anymore. Mm-hmm. But here's this beautiful lie in this sitcom that we could go back to a place like that where you found community amongst a bunch of drunks by drinking daily yes yes and like even the pictures of that like i feel like the pictures aren't during the nighttime like they're kind of during the day yeah they're illustrations of what allegedly happened once in their old timey drawings too yes yes but it's like but is this noon like when are these people (laughs) when are they makes me like it that that makes me enjoy it (laughs) that they're day drinkers (laughs) they're all day drinkers yeah Mm -hmm. all right so uh what was the first time you got hooked on a theme song. Do you remember a specific one? Or were you just, as a child, awash in them from watching 
TV. I think that because of the the whole electronic babysitter thing, yeah. like my um, my parents were divorced, and uh, part of like I my dad didn't really quite know what to do with us, so he would just like record Wednesday night shows for us, and then. <laughs> Did you go there on Thursdays? We would go there like over the weekend, but like okay. for some reason, if we missed it on Wednesdays, we knew there would be a VHS tape of Wednesdays, like <laughs> head of the class, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. And and coach, like we would see that, and then and maybe like someone's gonna like write and be like, coach didn't air on a Wednesday ever, and I'm like, that's just what I remember. No one has maybe... ever added me on Obsessed. I have good fans that way. So, okay, okay, yeah, so we're they're, good. They're never like, listen, listen, listen. This this girl got stuff wrong. <laughs> coach was fucking that... Tuesday nights. Yeah, yeah no. All right, so your okay. dad taped. He Wednesday taped, for he you. He taped Wednesday and then sometimes like a Saturday morning as well. And so I think it's like the repetition. Because I also like when I watch shows, especially if I'm like making a promo yeah. for one of our shows at work, then I have to watch it twice. It's a weird thing. Like I'm like, I have to watch this twice. The because, whole show or yeah, the, okay, yeah. The whole show. Like I have to know exactly what's going on twice. And I Do think you watch it once as a viewer and then once analytically? Yeah, once as a viewer and then once like to be like, okay, what do I like, what's the most salient thing? Ah, and then I go nice. through with like a spreadsheet and I like <laughs> make notes on the second time through. But I think part of that is like, oh, what? what did I miss? Like, what did I miss? And also that's just how you watch it. Like you watch it once and then you go back and watch the VHS yeah. tape later. Okay. Um, so you had, when you went to your father's as a mm-hmm. child. You had already watched all of Wednesday with your mom, and then your dad just served you sloppy seconds of Wednesday? Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> I shouldn't have phrased it that way. I apologize. <laughs> sloppy seconds of Wednesday. That's a, like an Adams Family 3 subtitle. Uh, all right. So now, why did your mind immediately go to that experience uh, when I asked you like how you got hooked on the theme songs? I, think, uh, I was thinking about like a, a, like just the electronic babysitter again. Like so that like that's that I would say is node one is like this Wednesday night thing, and then you also have like the weekday afternoons, like Disney afternoons. Okay, were a big thing when I was growing up. And what what all shows were included in Disney afternoon? Fantastic question. Ducktales, which has a right. very grand theme song. Um, the, which recently redid a theme song and there was a lot of flack about it because that is such like an important memory for yeah. many people. Um, Can you give us a little taste of the DuckTales theme or is that putting oh, you on the spot? No, it does not put me on the spot at all. Um, so I will set this up with, I. Uh, one of the only times I've been to Disney World, I was eight. My grandparents won the lottery and they were like, we are all going to Disney World, let's do it. Like they it. literally won the lottery. They won like a couple hundred bucks. Okay. Like it wasn't like a ton, but it was like enough to pay for a few kids to go down yeah. and have fun. And so uh, they had a, a trailer in Leesburg, Florida, which I guess is near Orlando. And we went down and we were super excited. And I remember doing some rides, but like the, the uh, crucial moment for me was like being in the audience and these people got on stage and they started singing the DuckTales theme song. With the same amount of like gusto and bravado <laughs> that is in that is totally in the the show open, um, the, which is that life is like a hurricane, duckbird race cars, lasers, airplanes, and then it's a duck blur. Um, but like, there's so much like gravitas. Like it starts uh, down here and it's coming yeah. up yeah. every day. They're they're making ducktails and there was a guy on stage like running around in the hot sun back and forth like telling you about ducktails yeah and my mind like i was equally blown away and then frustrated that webigail wasn't on stage okay it's like where the fuck is webigail again you liked the small crumb but you wanted the real thing as yes well. yeah. yes i wanted the real thing but i also wanted the like i loved that 
that was part of it was like, well, we got the DuckTales theme and these kids are going to connect. Yeah. And I think like that is is another node to go to is like the Disney afternoon. Okay. And like that moment I think was like, oh, okay, this hits. So it sounds like the generally powerful thing that hit you as a child and now mm-hmm. you can understand analytically as an adult is that you love theme songs as an opening the door to adventure. Totally. Totally. Like it is, it's coming from down here and it is coming for you like DuckTales yeah, yeah. in a good it's, way. It's coming for you. This adventure is coming. It's the promise. Again, it's the it's, promise. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is why Cheers is frustrating because it, it is a promise. And yeah. yet, do you ever see the promise? Like, Or is it like they never say that Cheers is that place? perfectly like it's implied it's impl- it's not direct. well I, yeah i think it's implied that under all of the snark and the anger and the melancholy that that is what cheers is for these mm-hmm. collection of damaged humans is it is a place of of found family and connection mm-hmm. so it is a weird invitation it, it it takes a while to get to what the theme song promises. Yeah. I think it's there. Yeah. It's not as straightforward as, we're going to tell you some DuckTales, and then they do. Yeah, yeah. we are going to tell you the DuckTales will deliver. <laughs> Whether you like it yeah. or not. So DuckTales are part of the Disney afternoon. At some point, Darkwing Duck, and then Tailspin. And I started to fall off around Goof Troop, because when I was, I was thinking about... Like, if you told me Goof Troop was a fake thing, I, I've never heard of Goof Troop in my life. It's goofy, and then a child goofy they're like we can just do this like oh, okay character and then child version of said character forever okay yeah. um and then tiny toon adventures was sort of like the the wb answer to all the stuff that disney uh, was putting okay. up um but i that was also like a big part of growing up and being like like a rite of passages knowing that theme song yeah and it was a actually extremely calming moment for me um i went on a camping trip with um my friends, the Sham Size, and like their, uh, they they had like there were this wonderful, uh, this they were wonderful in like part of a wonderful Persian community in Atlanta, uh, where everybody would just like go out camping like on Lake Lanier, and it's fantastic. That's great. Um, but they, yeah, it was it was super cool. But I just remember feeling like, oh well, I don't know. Like I was so young that I didn't know like well who speaks English and who doesn't, and so it was that feeling of like obviously everybody like everybody could speak. English, but it yeah. was like my my kid brain was like ah oh, like foreign culture. I'm kind of like yeah, to, you like, didn't know how to process the cultural differences. Totally, like totally this weird like fish out of water situation. And my brother and I were like two of the only like white kids there, and so we uh, we had this moment where we were um, hanging out with the other because like, all the other kids there were like oh you're kids you get it, and we like were on this like. We're in this tent and like couldn't sleep. And I remember it was just like just this hard floor and like I didn't bring a pillow. (laughs) Like it was just like I'd set myself up for failure. And all of a sudden, like I think somebody started singing the Tiny Toon Adventures theme song. And then everything was okay. It was like, oh wow, you're okay. Like everything's gonna be okay. Like you're just in a in a situation that you're not familiar with. And it was a beautiful situation. Like I I look back on that and I'm like, when are we going camping again? Like when are we doing that? Because it was just that that moment of be of like discomfort and like not being used and like I was getting like bit up by mosquitoes and yeah. all that stuff but it was like that feeling of being in a um just a stranger in a strange land yeah well that makes like, sense oh. if you you're doing them at karaoke for the same reason that yeah. that was effective because yeah. it's a shared cultural moment yeah so does it ever annoy you when you feel like I'm reaching out for the shared cultural moment and other people don't get it or know it um 
I like I think one of if you tried to yeah. sing Goof Troop to me, I'd be like, I don't what are you. You're, yeah. Dana, you're really funny. And that's a great improv song. Fucking Goof Troop. Like a Goof <laughs> Troop is I, I cite that one because I have uh, people that I um, I improvise with who are younger than me. And they're all like, goof troop, man. And then I'd go and listen to it. And I'm like, guys, this is terrible. (laughs) But it's because I didn't, I didn't grow up with that in my blood. So I think it's awful. Yeah. "Eh." But, um, but uh, Saved by the Bell, I think is a, is a brilliant theme song, except it's, it's not really about that show. Yeah. Like it's not about Zach Morris's life. Like it sort of is, but not. Um, and we used to sing that, uh, as another improv moment, we used to sing that in college improv as a warm up. Like, okay. let's get everybody backstage. Like, we're all going to get on the same page and sing this. Yeah. And my friend Alan was like, one day was finally like, listen, guys, I really hate the Saved by the Bell theme. <laughs> Why can't we just sing De La Soul? And I'm like, I, none of us know De La Soul except yeah. you. Like, this is a moment of all of us know this one thing. But it, but it felt terrible to be like, here's this moment where we're all we're all trying to get like unified and right. together and gung ho and go to go do stuff. And then we're like alienating one of our yeah. own. And it felt terrible because it was like, oh, is this some dumb thing I started a while ago? And now, well, he should have yes ended Saved by the Bell. She, he he felt like he yes ended it enough. <laughs> he no ended. Yeah. He was like, I can only be a passenger in this scene for so long. <laughs> no and de la soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to me of what makes a bad theme song or to you. Oh, so yeah. So obviously just if part of their power is the cultural memory, they're automatically bad if you don't have the cultural association that everybody yeah. else does. Yeah. And so I think it's it's actually very hard to um, assess that objectively. Yeah. Because I think so much of it is like, did you feel welcomed? And time after time, do you still want to listen to that song? If yeah. you're like watching it on Netflix and it's coming over and over, are you fast forwarding through it or not? Yeah. And to me, that makes like, but that's also so subjective because some somebody may love it and someone else may hate it. Right. Because so it could be the worst song ever objectively, just mm-hmm. like uh, terrible, boring music. Yeah. Boring lyrics. Mm-hmm. annoying song but if enough people grew up with it it's got power it's got power or like uh like i just thought of the uh the magician's uh theme song which is like nothing like it's like 10 seconds of of like jingles going do 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 but it just it is that but i feel welcomed and i'm like well that's effective like i feel welcomed into this world yeah and that's what magicians sound like this right? is what ma- they go jingle do yeah, sexy Harry Potter. Like, if it did that, <laughs> I'd still watch it. If it explicitly said what it was trying yeah. to do. I think cold opens are so much of a thing now that the theme song is sort of, like, slipping off. Like, yeah, you know, it's the theme tag. Yeah. Like, the sting. It's the sting. Or, like, you have a show like Orange is the New Black where it's, like, here's this Regina Spector song. Like, people are like, oh, let's let's hire somebody to do something that yeah. we really like and make something big, which is very common in, um, in anime. In like Japanese shows, they'll be like, "Great, let's have something like grand and wild, and like with like a very, very well-known artist." Like, right. All of like Yoko Kano's stuff, like doing like Cowboy Bebop, is like is is unbelievable. Like giant orchestra is making a theme song. Yeah. And it's like, so exciting and so fun. And then, like, I try to think about like, okay, so what's the difference there? Like, there are some things that are like giant fun and 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 great, and then there's like theme songs that are just like. We did it. Is this is this needle drop? <laughs> is this good for you? Is this do you enjoy this? Now you said, and this is one of the questions I was going to mm-hmm. ask anyway. But you said that you have had life choices or moments affected by theme songs. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about that. Okay. Well, I think it's like I have. I've definitely made 
personal projects. Okay. Like I've I have like I have like just totally punched them in and like ham fisted in things from theme songs into personal projects that I've done because I just love them okay. and they mean so much to Speci- me. Like have you put specific ones into them or you've tried to create projects that can have theme songs that you can create anew? Well, a little bit of both. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, we did a mixtape for La Sexaflex, which is the uh, the sexiest band in the world. It is the... Um, the band that uh, that I guess I'm still a part of, but we uh, we were really active until about 2013. But we did a mixtape, um, which is sort of like like most mixtapes are like rappers being like, uh, "Hey, I'm gonna rap over your beat because I think you suck." And like <laughs> ours instead was like, "Hey, we're gonna rap over your beat because we think you're great." Yeah. And, and um, well, we also don't have other beats, so we did we did a mixtape, and within the mixtape, there's like a track called TV Time. And there's like uh, a hint of a couple different of like I think Family Matters and then Perfect Strangers and then like we put like a fake commercial in there, but it was like like sneaking that in was like very important to me. And then on um, when we had our our finale in twenty, we had like this thing called the, the Happy Ending in twenty thirteen, uh, which was supposed to be like our finale show. It was a giant musical okay. like way overdone for one night only (laughs) like we had like dancers bringing like a giant inflatable bed on stage like it was crazy um but in in multiple costume changes but totally worth it and um i did within that like i i was insistent that it opened with the labyrinth theme okay of like singing the labyrinth theme it's only forever it's not long at all okay and like the underground the david bowie song yeah um so like that was like this is this has to happen like this is really important (laughs) and i insist on it um, how did that specific song, given mm-hmm. that theme songs are an opening to an adventure, how mm-hmm. did that open the adventure of your big finale show with this group? Why, why that song? Why did it have to be? Yeah, I think because the lines like "No one can blame you for walking away." Oh, um, okay. Yeah, like it's it's just that whole thing of like it's okay to to leave and and the line to me it's only forever it's not long at all is yeah. like and it also underground like uh down in the underground to find someone new we we're also in this this like venue that was underground okay at, like drunken unicorn at um mjq i'm saying like all this like cool atlanta stuff <laughs> well, that I'm all sure of your I... la audience is gonna love <laughs> i'm sure i have plenty of listeners in atlanta i hope so it's yeah. a fun place to be it is i like seeing it in movies and at dragon con mm-hmm. uh so so yeah, so that makes sense that you would gravitate. You have this yeah. encyclopedic knowledge and love mm-hmm. of theme songs. So you probably have a theme song for almost any show where you that, or anything that you're doing where you're like, this, "I have this meeting today. Here's the appropriate theme song." <laughs> Maybe I guess like I um like I've covered a couple theme songs um like as as like a musician like that's the stuff that I really gravitate towards because of the promise and yeah. because of like the excitement to it. But um. The uh, the David Hasselhoff, uh, it was it's like a Mitch Murder David Hasselhoff song that is like the main theme of Kung Fury. Okay. Um, that's it's uh it's called True Survivor, but it has a, a cut that's like out of time, running in and out of time, and I've covered that because I love it so much, and it's like this awesome like outrun style like synth wave exciting like <laughs> Night Rider theme. And then uh, I really want to do like a slowed down version of it. So I, oh, so it's kind of melancholy? It's sad. It's like yeah. this sad, like I wanted to make like a cut of music that sounded like Pitchfork <laughs> would pick it up. So I was like, I want to make the like now Pitchfork, like Jenny Hwal version of this yeah. or like Fever Ray version of this. Like I want okay. to do that. Um, so and it's it's like, I think it's hilarious, but I never know if other people, 
like get the humor behind it or they think that I'm being totally fucking serious. Well, it can be valued so, either way, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it is a little of both. So yeah, yeah, it makes sense that you want to use them in your art since you're mm-hmm. a, a singer and you want to twist them into new shapes. Yeah. But have you ever actually made a different life choice? Have oh. you like learned something from the lyrics or whatever adventure you've been promised to go on? Have you made like a different career choice or a different uh dating choice or money chase or anything where you're like you know if you really listen to the lyrics of the night rider thing i don't know night rider has a theme yeah night rider is the it's that one Um, and i feel promised that a car will talk yeah like it's yeah that's so funny it's like that stuff does give me confidence like if i listen to something like that before i go out i'm like i feel fucking awesome like i'm gonna do this um but i would say that like i uh i feel like maybe i should revise that statement and say that like it has really affected my artistic choices yeah um and then as far as like life choices like we it's something that like when i found out that i had uh, a brain tumor and I had to go in for surgery for it. Um, Chris and I did a duet video. Chris is your husband? Chris is my husband. We did a duet video of the Growing Pains theme. <laughs> Which is this whole, like, as long as we've got each other, we've okay. got the world spinning around in our hands. Like, it's, like, totally true. Like, yeah. oh, no, like, we'll be fine. And so it was, like, me and my brain. Like, no, as long as we've got each other. Like, it was, like, a calming mechanism. Okay. So it definitely was, like, so I'm, like, I don't know if that's necessarily a life choice or if that's, like... Just like uh, it's something that is in the back of my mind. Like, no, no, this is okay. Like, things are okay. Just listen to this. Yeah. No, that makes sense because it's like a card catalog you can go through to like what what I Mm -hmm. need. Pull out what I need right now. Totally. And also like the idea of opening a door to an adventure. Mm -hmm. That's cool to like hey, here's an adventure that no one wants to have to right. go on of right. having a brain tumor. But oh, as long as I have to. Yes, as long as I'm gonna I have to. I'm going to have a kick-ass to. theme song. Yeah, like the, so that was sort of like the, that was like kind of what got me through was like, like also just putting out that video and like telling my friends like I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Because I was putting out like a series of videos and like they, they ranged from like I'm really scared to like I'm going to name this this medication something really silly <laughs> to like doing like weird duets. Yeah. And it was it was like, yeah, yeah, that was meaningful. But I think there's definitely like, I wonder if I am a bit Pollyanna-ish about the fact that like theme songs are so connecting. Yeah. Um, because when I was in like doing like drama in uh, high school, it was it was something that it felt like everybody had different uh, musical tastes. Yeah. Like I had friends that were like like I was I thought I was like super cool, and I'm like I love Nine Inch Nails. Like I was <laughs> like I love industrial. That's what I listen to. And then I had friends that were like, well, I'm just going to write Sister Hazel lyrics in this person's yearbook. And I'm like, I just totally thought that sucked and like I didn't get it, but yeah. I still loved my friends. Um, so theme songs were like the the great equalizer in a okay. way. Like they were the things that everybody was like, oh, yeah, no, no, we're cool. Yeah. Like, you know that? We're cool. Yeah. We're down. Like you get that? Okay, cool. Yeah, they're like sort of popular music that everybody kind of has yes. to listen to because you have to listen to them to get to your thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's it's almost like Paola in a way. Like this is forced <laughs> radio play, but instead it's on the like the beginning of whatever show you're trying to watch. But that was like what we all sort of were able to connect and agree on was TV themes. Yeah. And Michael Jackson. Like, for some reason, Michael Jackson was like, all right, we can put this on at a party. Yeah. We'll all be okay. Well, yeah, I want, and I think for Michael Jackson, a lot, I think a lot of his music is actually good, but then mm-hmm. it also has that level of irony because of just all of the weird 
baggage attached to him. So much so baggage. You're kind of safe either way. You can enjoy it sincerely yeah. or ironically, and you don't have to admit in high school which way you're doing it. God, and there was somebody that I uh, I used to work with went to his trial <laughs> and uh, like loved Michael Jackson and was like part of the support group that whenever he was released. From uh, whenever he was like acquitted of some sort of uh, accusation, they would release a dove. So they'd be like, "Sincerely, yes, yeah, you are not guilty of X and Y." And then a dove would get released from this like team of people of like like Michael Jackson supporters. Wow, nuts, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is what it sounds like when doves cry. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, well, Prince kind of had that right. Sorry, Michael Jackson. So we've talked about some, like, I think legitimately good songs that mm. are that are theme songs. We've talked about some not great songs that we love anyway. Yeah. But you also said movies are big for oh, you. Yeah. We've talked mostly about TV. So, like, what uh, what movie theme songs are powerful for you? Um, again, the uh, the Kung Fury theme, okay. I think, like, like, really resonated and connected with me. And that was even before seeing the film. It was like, they put it out as a trailer. Okay. And I was just like, I want to be in this world so badly. Like, I want to, I want to, like, know Hacker Man. And I want to, like, I want to be there. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, like, that was a big one. The Ghostbusters theme. Okay. Uh, so, like, the Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters theme. Yeah. And actually, uh, this guy, Neil Sick, uh, Neil C.C. Arrega, I never always say that wrong. Uh, he did a remix of it called Bustin' that is phenomenal so what is the angle of the remix is it making fun of it he he took lines that um that ray parker jr says and makes him say stuff differently like uh (laughs) uh i'm trying to think of a good example because i actually made a fan video of it like i loved the song so much that i made like a dance fan video oh wow okay because i was like i fucking love this world uh uh but uh uh, uh, an invisible man sleeping in your bed. Let me tell you something. Like, uh, it was just always. I think I clicked yeah. on this when you posted it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, it was, it, like, he would just say stuff like, let me tell you something. And then he would just say bustin' like 17 times bustin', over. Bustin', 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 bustin'. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, and then, like, the, the, the lyrics sort of start breaking down and becoming like this whole other song to where you're like, oh, this is like a sexy mystery song. But yeah, I didn't think it is a whole other song, but is it? Because yeah. I think I think Ghostbusters might be one of the most important theme songs mm-hmm. ever made. Because mm-hmm. I, it, when it was released in the 80s, it was just sort of standard 80s fare. Right. It, sound, it was good and it was catchy. But it sounded like a lot of the other weird shit made in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But then it had taken on this whole ironic life. And then when you go back and listen to it again, it does have all of these weird undertones. And what does Bustin makes me feel good mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. It, and it's also just like instantly recognizable. And like when the uh, when the new movie came out. Mm-hmm. It was a really powerful experience mm-hmm. to me. I saw it here in Hollywood at the Dome. Mm-hmm. The Dome was full. It was full of women mm-hmm. here to see an important fucking film mm-hmm. for women. And that song came on and it, it was like, it it wasn't about whether it was good or bad. It was a, it was like a liberation yeah. march. Yeah. And people were like, yeah. <laughs> and this weird, weird fucking song still carried that power of what is this about in this moment mm-hmm. it's about equality it's about freedom yeah Bustin makes me feel good it makes me feel good yeah, yeah totally and I've, uh, I've I heard a story from my friend Trevor Williams um, who is a director in New York like he he went to UCB years ago and it was like New York UCB uh, Matt Besser was there in the booth and 
Like they were coming back from the half and he put on the, the Ghostbusters theme song and everybody started dancing. Like all the audience <laughs> members were dancing. Everybody was into it. And then he hit, he hit like, he repeated it. Like, so he's like, no, keep going, keep going. And everybody just like lost their shit yeah. and was super into it. And like, and definitely the, the follow-up uh, Bobby Brown, uh, is, is fantastic as well. It just does not have that same pull. No. Uh, and but I, I did actually name my phone or name my my iPad Invisible Bed after the like <laughs> after like the remix of Bustin, an Invisible Bed, Freaky Ghost Man, Freaky Ghost Bed. So like it's it's sort of all over. Where in your life when you mm-hmm. need a theme song to prepare for a moment <laughs> to open a door to adventure? What 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 is Ghostbusters? Do what? What is what is the appropriate adventure in your life that Ghostbusters is like? Yes, I need this. Yeah, I well, like I did play it. I played it over and over to hump stuff. So I'm like, well, I needed it to hump stuff. To hum- uh, what does hump stuff mean? I just had to like hump things because that was like part of the joke. Was I was just like hump, <laughs> like I was humping Halloween decorations oh, for the video stuff. for the video. Okay. So I'm like, I, <laughs> so now when I think of the Ghostbusters theme, I'm like, no, you hump stuff. Like that's like you know, it's not like I'm yeah. going to have like a sexual time with a person. Yeah. Like it's like it's no. a joke, a joke sexual time with objects. With objects, with I uh, doing object work. Okay, when <laughs> totally. you do. <laughs> <laughs> the new form of mime. Yes. Welcome yes. to my class. Yeah, we're going to Cirque du Soleil object work. Crutch object work. Crutch object work. Ladies and gentlemen, and those who prefer not to have gender, yes. if you'll please line up. I have we're humped objects start. for comedy, I so I understand. Object. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't know. That's like what comes in my mind, but I guess it's just like the, it's it's the fact that like we're going to do this. And actually, a friend, uh, my friends Neil and Mac did it during karaoke at this place, another Atlanta drop, uh, this place called The Local. And I just lost my shit. Yeah. Because like, they just kept going like, fuck ghosts throughout the whole song. <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny. I'm like, god damn it, yes, fuck ghosts. Like, they need to get out of here, those yeah. ghosts. Well, maybe that is the power because the whole like, who are you going to call Ghostbusters is basically like, well, the whole, all the lyrics are, mm-hmm. you have a problem, but there's a solution, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, I think, what is powerful about it. Yeah. Of like, fuck yeah, ghosts yeah. are no problem. Ghosts are no problem. And also, they love their job. Like, that that mission <laughs> statement of Bustin' makes me feel good. These are people that have, that they are living the American dream. They, <laughs> they love their job, supposedly. Like, I don't think they actually do. I think that they feel beholden to it. Yeah. They've opened they're tortured a, by their do- jobs. They're tortured by it. Like, they've opened this portal to doom and death. Yeah. And they feel like it is the, it's great power, great responsibility. Like, they have to do it. They don't feel like, I love waking up every day and getting ectoplasm all over me. Like, they don't feel like that. Like, they have to go wash their jumpsuits but yeah i think they definitely feel purposed to yeah. it and that's I, that's but that is i think that is what is incorrect about the song is they i don't think it makes them feel good a percentage of the time but they're not like trigger happy about it right so again it is a little bit like the cheers song it is mm-hmm. somebody hoping for something that almost exists but doesn't quite right it's a little melancholy. It's a little melancholy. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, I, I am not Maybe afraid. Maybe I am a little bit. Maybe I'm a little. I'm not afraid of any ghosts. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Uh, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I wanted to ask you, uh, do you think people should have theme songs? Wow. Like uh, like you individually like, should. Yeah. Like should everybody have a tailor-made theme song? Um, would that be to get them to like get out of bed in the morning like that kind of thing or like yeah. should it be so so here's a question like should it be the your ideal self or your actual self 
that's really interesting because it could be internal, like get you out of bed mm-hmm. and help you face the day. Mm-hmm. Of like, I ain't afraid of my to-do list or whatever shit you need. Or it could be external. <laughs> like, I ain't afraid of my to-do list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you open the door and like... Mm-hmm. And it's external of like it's broadcasting to other people who you think you are every time you walk into a room. It's like, oh, crap, Scrimshaw's here again. His yeah. goddamn theme is going to play. I think that that, like, that reminds me of wrestling, of people yeah. who are like, here's my walkout intro song. And some of those songs take, I will say, take way too long. <laughs> like, do a cut down, get to it faster, walk out faster. Like, yeah. love you wrestlers, but get out there faster. Yeah. Um, but I think that everybody should know what their power-up song is. Yeah. I think having an accurate song may cause some people to like go into more and more of a spiral of despair. (laughs) So I feel like it should be a projection. Like it should be, I think everyone should have a positive projection theme song. I mean, if you, if it's really up to you, if you want to have like a, a, and I I hate myself when I want to die style theme. But I mean, the bigger love, the family. Yeah. I mean, that's just, how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I think I would like a song that was upbeat, but mm-hmm. in in the actual music or yeah. my version of upbeat, which would be some level of hard rock. Yeah. Uh, but would have realistic lyrics about this is realistically what you're going to get done today, and you should accept that. Oh, like uh, <laughs> you're gonna go to the DMV. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you gotta pick up your daily contact lenses, like exactly. that kind of thing. Yeah, like, this like, is the stuff. Like, you're it, only gonna write one scene of that screenplay, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> you're gonna talk about your characters more than you're actually gonna work on them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, I guess like mine would probably be like talking. I. I'll talk a lot about the things I want to do. Yeah. And that's, but that's what the song is. It's yeah. like, well, I'll say a lot of the things that I mean. You're going to compose a scary email that you won't hit send. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Eventuality is a curse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I want to ask you, because you are a talented singer. Oh, thank you. What is your theme song? What did that, what would it be like for you? What would you need to hear? Mm-hmm. It sounds like we're more into internal theme songs than annoying other people with external theme songs. So I, I, I actually, I've been trying to. This is like I'm at this point where I have, I have the ability to make a, um, a short film. Like I have like a small, uh, I, I don't want to call it. It's not a pittance. It's not the word I'm looking for. It's like <laughs> a, uh, what is the word? It's a small amount of money. A small amount of money. Um, a pittance. A pittance. It is not a pittance. It is okay. a, uh, I, I guess a stipend is the word. A I'm small looking. stipend. It's like a stipend almost. Um, yeah, uh, to make a short film uh, about something I'm really passionate about. And last year, like, Bustin' was that, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, I'm like, well, what means a lot to me? And I'm like, I keep flashing back to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure <laughs> and being like, ah, oh, like that, that opening song, uh, I can't break away, like that song. Like, I want that to play whenever I come in a room. Okay. Like, and so I can just like move my shoulders <laughs> and really get into it. But I can't ever sing like that. Like the, the vocalist, the big pig vocalist on that is she's fantastic. And I'm like, I... Is that the name of the band? The big pig. Yeah. What, are yeah. they, what have they done? That song. <laughs> that's it. And, and then also there's like an ending song that's like, if I feel like sensual moments. Uh, uh, we'll be dancing in the streets all night. That one, like, I'm like, okay. Like, I love that. But yeah. that, those are like, I was like, maybe I can do one of those songs. And I'm like, but I can't ever sing like that vocalist. Okay. So I don't think I would. But so then, but I think, so to get back to your original question, I think that that is the song that would play when I come in. Because I was listening okay. to it over and over and I'm like, that's the song. 
that big pig. I can't break away. <laughs> um, I will also say that I will also say that stuff like um, like Napster probably played into this. Okay. Like I grew up uh, like in high school, Napster came out like that last year I was in high school, and people were sharing files back and forth. It's like, why am I so obsessed with this? Oh, okay. And stuff like the Rock theme song. Like the rocks, his like, wrestling entrance. No, the show, the the show Rock R O C. Okay, yeah. Oh, the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, is that not, not cop rock? What what the hell are you talking he's, about? So he was a uh, he was a garbage man, um, and it was just this like this song where you would hear like and the Bible says and like and the, there's an opening <laughs> acapella to it where you hear like bum da da and it sort of became this joke between like. Friends of mine, like when something was about to start, we'd be like, bum ba dee da da oh, Like it was yeah. like a thing. So I'm like, oh, maybe that's also part of it is, is Napster. And like the fact that we all shared that song to be like, check this shit out. Okay, so you Rock. shared it like sort of ironically as a prelude to sharing something more exciting? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, okay, <laughs> here it comes. bum ba dee da da Like, but that song rules. I'm not going to yeah. besmirch it at all. Yeah. The song yeah. is is, is kick-ass. Now, is um, there, I know you came with a, you gave this thought, you came with a collection of, of memories and thoughts. Is there anything else yes. that you want to share about your, your theme song before we go on to our How Obsessed Are You questions? Oh, my God. Um, I feel like I've said some good stuff, uh, like, as far <laughs> as, like, things that I, I'm honest and true to. I will say that, uh, I keep saying, I will say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's there, so much she won't say. There's so much I won't say uh, today, maybe later. Uh, the Mighty Boosh, I thought about when we were doing, like, when I was uh, thinking about favorite theme songs. And I was like, I love the fact that their theme song is Come With Us to the Mighty Boosh. Like, just <laughs> come with us to the Mighty Boosh. Because like, that's not a TV show, right? It's just. Oh, no, it is. It yeah, is? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It, it, so that was another acquired show. Like, it's, it's a British show. Oh, okay. And um, with stuff like, with our, uh, with a Sweat Adult Swim, like, I used to work with shows that would come in from other countries or sometimes they would even be Fox shows from this country, America. <laughs> um, but sort of like figuring out like with our different departments, how we had to conform those to fit the standards of something that airs in America on our network. Yeah. And some of that, unfortunately is cutting things down for time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the thing that breaks my heart is like anime opens getting cut because oh, people get yeah. so upset they get so upset and like I totally get it but they get so upset because that's their entrance to the world being like no sorry we have like a 30 second version of that we, right. we're sorry it's not the sprawling like minute 30 odyssey <laughs> they're used to from like watching bootlegs um and like I, I totally get that and like uh Mighty Boosh we used to have to cut off the um because it's like a 28 minute delivery we had to get it under like 20 like around 22 minutes so oh we'd have God. to like yeah we'd have to cut off like this opening monologue that like uh that that vince uh has and it's it's just ugh, that just it makes me sad yeah yeah so the the pain of cutting mighty bush mm-hmm. bush 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 mighty bush 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 stronger than a moose uh-huh. <laughs> so that is one of the things that you associate with your love of theme songs I of do. the of that they're always things. in danger they're always in they're in danger because they're also in danger like if you and I were to sit and watch a show yeah you may be the type to be like I would like to fast forward through this theme mm-hmm. and I may be the type that's like I need it it's Game of Thrones and it tells me what's important this it episode tells you what's important this yeah. episode yeah um you and i are both fans of twin peaks oh my 
Twin Peaks is definitely like whatever else is going on in your world, you're being brought to a different place. You're being mm-hmm. brought to a different mood. That was yep. true of the original. It's even more true of the return. Mm-hmm. And that the song, it's almost like someone comes to your home and says, all right, I need you to take a deep breath. I need you to both calm down. Also be a little frightened and a little melancholy. Yes. Yes. You're falling in love. <laughs> you're with, falling in love. You're yeah. falling in love abusively because it's like, here's this, here is this, this amazing world, but also it's really going to hurt you yeah. throughout the entire time. Well, I think, yeah, the, that, that to me is one of the perfect theme songs because it, uh, obviously it sounds like, you know, the actual lyrics because mm-hmm. the song is falling in love. Falling in love. Great Julie Cruz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always sing those lyrics to the theme song <laughs> in my head. Uh, Thank you, Fairling. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> but it is, yeah. Yeah, it gets you ready for what you're about to experience. Mm-hmm. That idea of, wow, duality is all around you because beauty is right here, but so is horror. Mm-hmm. And you probably can't have one without the other. Yeah. So it is this very nice introduction to it. And I do feel like in our, our world, it's, theme songs are in danger because right. everybody wants to have the most time yeah. for their actual content of the show and they don't consider the repetitive theme song. Yeah, they don't want the hi, how are you? Like yeah. that's So some people see the theme song as the hi, how are you? And it's like, no, no, no. Like you are about to enter this hyperbaric chamber and like we need you to put the pr- appropriate equipment on. Right, you need to like depressurize. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. Like you you have to do this. Like this is part of the ritual. Um, like this is just what you have to do. Like you, ha- we need you to set the table, please, before you sit down at it. Like we'd yeah. like to do this for you. And for some people, they're like, I don't need the ritual. My ritual is I watch it and get out. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, they're in danger. And also when you're talking about like the, the, the duality of like the beauty and the, uh, the horror of that show, I mean, it's all around. <laughs> that show. It's all around. It's all around. Yeah. So really, like, we need a longer theme song to yeah. prepare us. Which, like, um, have you been to Snoqualmie Falls? I have not yet, but I will what? be going. I know. I that know. shocks me. I know. Because there's two two different little streams that come out. Oh, see? So it's it, all duality. It's all duality. It's all doppelgangers. It's, it's all duality and duality. And doppelgangers. And I think that makes sense for theme songs in general, because they are almost always... Both good and a little weird at the same time. Totally. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. These are questions I ask everybody or variations of them. Do you think about theme songs every day? Um, probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's from everything you've described, it sounds like there's no way that a theme song isn't going to just dance through your head, mm-hmm. even if you're not doing anything actively. There are, there's um, a couple of, there's a, six, a series of mixtapes from uh, Mad Decent that called Blood Bros. Okay. And it has like movie, like mostly movie theme songs that are like real big power ups. Okay. And I probably think about those every day. Like I think about Scarface Push It's the Limit <laughs> like, all the time. <laughs> nice. Walk along the races. Actually, like, I think about that all the time. <laughs> Would you get the lyrics of one of your favorite theme songs tattooed across your back? Oh man. Um it would have to be the the uh, America's funniest home videos theme. <laughs> <laughs> what are the actual lyrics to that? Uh I just Ow, my to- balls? <laughs> uh- <laughs> I sort of think of America's Funniest People, which is incorrect. But uh, but the the the, uh, uh, the red, white, and blue, all the fun and things you do, America, America, this is you. Yeah, like just oh, that, that hurts me. and an American flag. And I think I'm actually going to do a sketch singing that on Sunday at uh, Highland Park. So 
Well, you we'll should. See. Oh my God, I forgot it had actual lyrics in it. It is. had lyrics, and that was like, uh, it's very hopeful. It's very hopeful. Yeah, because that's, see, that to me is an example of a theme song that is lying. Because yes. it's trying to be like wholesome, yes. like America, we're so beautiful, but sometimes funny things happen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not what the show is. The show is, uh, ex- I was going to say violating people. Uh, using pain right. is a funny wah-wah. Like, yeah. and, hey, I like Pratt Falls. I do Pratt Falls. I love Pratt Falls. But the, the show never had any honesty with like, and that person broke their fucking face. No, no. They would just be like, well, this person got a rubber band to the scrotum. Hilarious. <laughs> like, <"Badoyas."> yeah. <laughs> and then Bob Saget uh, would be like, isn't that crazy? Like he would, America. He would just hear his paycheck coming in. He's so excited. That would be so much more honest. Of like, America, it's a rubber band to the balls. America. America. Okay, so you might, that's the theme song that jumps to your mind to get tattooed on your back. <laughs> I don't, because it's, it just, it's the one that, like, I'm, I'm working on right now. So, like, it's the, the first one I thought of, but, um. I love that it ends, though, in a flag at the bottom. Yeah, it ends in a flag <laughs> at the bottom. I mean, like, perfect strangers with, like, wings, like, wings of my dreams. Okay. Because that's, that's, like, the theme song I would look at, uh, I would try to find at karaoke almost every single time. And it's a real, is it a dreamy, hopeful one? It's is that- very hopeful. Um, it's, it starts off sad, like things are fucked up <laughs> and you can change it though. Oh, by so, becoming friends with strangers. Becoming friends with strangers or just a bit, it's, it's all like, uh, the, the line where it's like, it rises and it goes into standing tall on the wings of my dreams, rise and fall on the wings of my dreams. And like, like I think that's ah, so beautiful. Yeah. Like, I think that that's like, what a, what a great, like, like call to action like yes yeah yes i will do these things for you absolutely okay so Mm -hmm. it is more powerful than i thought Mm -hmm. i'm learning so much Mm -hmm. uh if you heard someone misquote a theme song at a party would you correct them totally without without thought yeah i would be like well you know it's a little it's it's a little more this but i probably also sing it because i i'm like put in context and like make it funny Uh, i wouldn't want them to feel like an asshole right but i would find a charming way to correct them okay if, would you like it if there was a theme song that actually began, well, actually, so you could sing that at people? Well, actually, what's inside is a little bit of love. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's our, that's the new theme song for House of Cards, by the way. <laughs> oh, I would like that. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm Southern. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm going to foghorn leghorn to the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were being launched into space and you could only take 10 things with you, would a mixtape of theme songs make the cut? Uh, I would say the, the, yeah, at least one of the Blood Bros mixes would make it. <laughs> okay, so you would for sure take them into space, no question. Yeah, probably Blood Bros too, yeah. Okay, now, what is that? I don't know that. It's just, it's that uh, that same, like, mad decent uh, mix where there's, it, I don't know, I feel like that one has, I probably connected with that one the most, and it's got, like, some good, like, a lot of good Rocky Four stuff on there. Oh, okay, so for sure, pump you up stuff. Oh, yeah. Get ready to fight Russia. Have a montage. Yeah. Like, go ahead and, like, are you having oatmeal <laughs> for breakfast or a montage? You're having a montage. Have a montage for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's true. That's a really good power of theme songs mm-hmm. is the power of montage. Well, if you're in space, like, shouldn't you have some, like, montages of, like, now I have to do the Matt Damon stuff. Yes. <laughs> like, I have to do terrible <laughs> things about my life now. Now you have to make potatoes with your own shit. Mm-hmm. Here's a montage. Here's song a to get montage. Song. Did that happen in the movie or did I make that up? Oh no, that totally happened okay, in both good. the book and the movie. Was shit potatoes? Totally. <laughs> shit potatoes. Mm-hmm. Shit potatoes. Shit mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Uh So I know you're married now, but in your dating years, 
would you have ended a romantic relationship with someone who just hated theme songs who just thought they're all cheesy and dumb my first boyfriend hated labyrinth like he had never seen the movie it. the movie labyrinth like he'd never seen it i showed it to him in my teen years and was this just like bulge envy uh from the goblin king I, or? I think he just thought it was like too cheesy like I, I couldn't get into his head but it was like i feel like at that moment i should have been like we are done because <laughs> underground is a work of art like yeah. that song is beautiful and like the owl coming in and everything like that the very like opening track i yeah. love so much and the thing that he he like checked out right as that showed up, he was like, mm, "No, right cheese." In and then it like goes to like uh, Jennifer Connelly in the park, and then like I'm like, he just checked out, like he didn't. He didn't make it to Jennifer Connelly in the park. He already just thought it sucked, like at that moment. And I should have just been like, if you can't, if you cannot sign on to that opening, okay. So maybe a I moment should've. that helped you learn your love of theme songs mm-hmm. of like here was the sign that my first boyfriend yeah. was trash yeah you know, he's actually he's a fantastic person he just never talks to me so okay. i mean like there's that but <laughs> i miss you frank Do i you wish th- that you would i wish you would talk to me just are kidding you, just kidding <laughs> are you facebook friends no no we were and then his i think he um the story that i got was that his wife didn't want him to have any contact with previous uh girlfriends and i was like it was like a high school thing like yeah like that's like those don't count like they count but they also don't count those are training wheels yeah Yeah. that's not for real yeah Yeah. but i mean like it was you know that first like real not like real but the first like boyfriend like first relationship i had so there's a lot of like important things that happen and so you're like oh i just want to keep you in my life also i thought he was fucking hilarious yeah he's one of the funniest people ever met so i'm like uh, that's that's actually what I'm most bummed about is I'm like no he I thought he was fucking funny like yeah. I just want to see his jokes now <laughs> you just want to see his joke posts on yeah Facebook. like I just want to see your jokes now yeah. like you won't let me see your jokes yeah. fuck off like come on well do you think is a larger lesson for everyone because you've talked a lot about the global value of theme songs oh, that yeah. even if they're weird like in someone's that I had instant judgment of mm-hmm. like uh, Perfect Strangers mm-hmm. you have taught me to look more closely oh, no. do you think anyone should break up with a person who hates theme songs just across the board of like that is a sign that you're dating a garbage person. I think that I think that it is um, it's a large political difference. So I think that one is is red pond, one is blue pond. Uh, okay. um, so if you I mean maybe both of you don't like theme songs and that's fine. Okay. But I think if there's somebody who loves theme songs and a person that doesn't, it just is going to take a lot more work. Okay. Than maybe you think. All right, so you beware you're going to have to put your back into it and oh, listen yeah. to a lot of montage songs to get through this relationship. A lot of montages. Would you want a theme song played at your own funeral? Uh, I was at a funeral where somebody played the Cowboy Bebop theme and I didn't know what to do. So, like, I I don't think so. Okay, so, like, you didn't know what to do with it emotionally? Because it was, like, it was so sad. Like, it was such a sad, awful moment of this, my of a friend of mine that passed away and then... Like, everybody was just so, like, grief-stricken, and his wife was just beside herself and, like, just the most, like, uncaged, I think. She's very controlled and very calm, and okay. then just, like, he passed, and it was very sudden, um, and she lost it, and she was crying, and I remember hearing the Cowboy Bebop theme start, and Which... everybody was kind of looking at each other like, what do we do? Because what do yeah, we do now? What do you, what do you, you you don't hang your head solemnly when yeah. that jazzy song is playing, right? But the, you don't get up and dance. No, because so that's for you. Like that that song is for you. It's not for the people who were there. Yeah. And so like I I would feel uncomfortable because of that moment in my life where I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah. I can't. I don't. I, I, what if somebody is like crying and then all of a sudden <laughs> I'm like, hey guys, you want to hear Say by the Bell? <laughs> you guys into it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a quite understandable no. Uh, were there theme songs at your wedding? Um, there, it was before I think it was like out and proud about how much I love Underground. But okay. Chris found out that I loved Underground, and he was like, I would have played that at the wedding. I would have figured out how to play at the wedding. I'm so sorry I didn't. Okay. So, um, so no, there weren't. And um, we did, well, we did have a fake out. Our first dance was to uh, Glenn Fry, The Heat Is On. Okay. <laughs> and I guess, like, well, Purple Rain, like, we did have Purple Rain, which you could definitely say is a theme that is a movie theme. Absolutely. And now that I said no, I'm going to go back and edit. Yes, there were theme songs at my wedding. Okay. Um. So, yeah, Purple Rain, and then also, uh, and The Heat Is On, and then uh, I sang uh, the theme from Top Gun, oh, Danger yeah. Zone. Yeah. At your wedding? At my wedding, yeah, my wedding dress. And yeah. the reception? Oh, totally, yeah. Now, to you, what was the message to that? What door was that opening, that, that marriage itself is a danger zone? It's a highway to a danger it's zone. It's a highway to a danger zone, so, so you're not going to necessarily go there. No, but you're on the way. But also, everybody, <laughs> I'm taking all of you with me. Yeah, because is it the actual lyric, we're on the highway? Yeah, no, it's just, it's just uh, like, start of sentence is highway to the danger zone. Take it right into the danger zone. So these are incomplete sentences. So the, yeah. the, the meaning is mysterious. It's just mysterious. We don't know. To the danger zone. Uh, yeah. And did people get into it? Yeah, people got wedding? into yeah, it. Yeah, people got into it. Great song. Uh, there were not enough planes. I thought there would be more airplanes. There weren't. <laughs> At your wedding? At there least no... for, just for that one song. Okay, there are no quick flybys? Yeah, none. No. I said no, I meant yes. There were. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope, these are all theme songs. Yep. Awesome. Mm -hmm. If there was a live concert of your favorite artist covering your favorite theme songs. Oh, God. But in order to get into the concert, you had to get around a bear. Oh, my would God. you navigate your way around the bear? Oh, my God. If David Bowie were reanimated and just did all of Labyrinth. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Um, I mean, if, if James Murphy... If James Murphy did a version of... Let's see. I mean, he could do Ray Parker, and that would be fantastic. Or he could do, uh, oh, if he did Under the Sea, I think he could do a really good Under the Sea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how would you how would you get around the bear? Would you just wrestle it? Would you try to sing it a bear song? Would you, would you try to make up a theme song for the bear? So the bear's like, I want to come over here to where my theme song is. Uh, you know, I, uh, the bear theme song to me is pots and pans <laughs> slamming together. Like, you just sort of like, get the, get away! Pots and pans. So I would do like I'd do a jaunty tune about pots and pans. Like together, get them away. I gotta I, get in there. Oh, I like the drink, 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 yeah. That, oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Uh, here's the final. How obsessed are you? Question: If every time you sang a theme song, a Beatles song was wiped from existence, would you still sing theme songs? Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Beatles. Fuck the Beatles. I mean, they're uh, like. But like wiped from existence and that nobody would remember it. Like, am I taking yeah. that? Jo oh, I'm taking that joy from other people. Yeah, <sighs> it's got to be a tough question. I, I can't take that joy from other people because okay. that's like that's like why I love theme songs is because of the shared joy, the shared joy in the community, right? Yeah. So you wouldn't want to take. I have to respect the fact that the Beatles are community. 
Okay. All right. So you 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 have a stopping point. I do. Okay. Well, I that's do. good to know. If it just if people would be like, "Hey, remember that Beatles song? Yeah, I can't sing it anymore. That'd be fine." <laughs> but they remembered that it. Existed. But they remembered that it existed. I would be okay. Okay. How about the Doors? Would you take Doors songs away with theme songs? Sure. <laughs> that would sure. only hurt people in California who apparently love the yeah. Doors. Yeah. The Doors. Like your name's your name is a portal. The Doors. <laughs> Gotta Dummies. go. Doors. <laughs> I asked been to. <laughs> Mr. Mo- oh, look, this song's an anagram of my name. Yeah, go home. Yeah. <laughs> so you would delight in taking away. Sure. Get him yep. out of here. Cut. Yep. You sing the Perfect Strangers theme song at karaoke and Light yep. My Fire is gone from the world. It's just got to go. Yeah. It's got to go. Yeah, no more organs for you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Rayman's Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, you <laughs> can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with theme songs? Um. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> also, yeah. I'm just doing it all over again. That's great. <laughs> or oh oh, I didn't even talk about sine wave. Yeah. So the Seinfeld theme, as you know, is a da 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 da. Yeah. There's a fantastic uh, remix of it by this this DJ named Abelard. Okay. Called Sine Wave 2000. And it's it's wonderful, but it's just it's it makes it sound like a cool club track that you hear. Okay. Uh, so like I'm I don't know why I'm thinking that all of a sudden, other than like I just want to hear it right now. Okay. And I want to dance to it, but I did write to him, and I was like, "This is amazing." So that's what <laughs> I'm hearing right now is like a, that song sums up my joy. Okay. Mm-hmm. The actual original Seinfeld song, no, or that's the a, that's a little too wackadoo. Like yeah. the original's too wackadoo. Yeah. But the the remix to me is like this is how I feel. The remix is the nice mix of it's wacky, but it's, it's got uh, yeah. some edge to it, right? Yeah, it's also a little sensual. So yeah. it's like I want to stare you down and give you the <laughs> let's do it eyes, like let's let's get into a position that's comfortable for both of us. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like, let's have very comfortable coitus. Let's have comfortable coitus. Maybe other people are there. Like comfortable group coitus, I think is. That's my new, yeah, that's just a, that's a new show I'm working on, so. Yeah, it sounds like yep. a great tsunami show. Thank you. Comfortable group coitus. Yeah. Uh, so I have been rating people's obsessions mm-hmm. on a scale of one to seven, one being the lowest, seven being the highest. Seven, lucky seven, okay. I know, lucky seven. So you know what? I'm going to experiment with something new. I want you to tell me where you think you fall, and then I'll see if I agree. Okay, I think I fall at about a s- five to six because I don't know composers' names, like I'm not looking everything up the way that some people like some people have that like more really left brain obsession with it which right. I don't have to me it's more of like a passion okay yeah so if this were called passions it'd be really accurate but now that it's called obsessed I don't yeah do I fall in there so hmm, I'd say yeah. five to six okay yeah I think five is about right because okay. you have like real stopping points where like well mm-hmm. I will take this oh. because you are you are obsessed and you find specific ways to channel it, mm-hmm. and you're not like obsessive, like you said about memorizing facts, but you also have these very specific, like, yep, a funeral is a no go. So is this episode like not happening anymore? Since <laughs> no. I said five, okay. <laughs> I love this. Number five. I, I need a I need a much larger scale, okay. but then it would just happen again <laughs> because you know people come on with different baggage where like a few people don't want to be too high because oh, yeah. they think it's a, a problem, and then some people are like I had one great person who was like. You like this, yeah. but you just like it, and that's fine. I don't care. It's not like you're not obsessed enough. Get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, they just didn't hard sell it the way that you were hoping they'd hard sell it. No, they item. liked it in this very specific way, and that was it. And to me, that's still interesting because it's that's a kind of obsession. Like I only like being stung by bees in the shower, like that. <laughs> exactly. Like they had limits, like very yeah, like, specific limits. No, I don't want other people stung by bees. <laughs> I wouldn't wrestle a bear to be stung by bees. Yeah, I would wrestle. I would. <laughs> Do you like being stung by bees? <laughs> uh, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what my histamine response is. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, can you tell people where they can find you and anything you want to plug? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. So I am uh, I'm on uh, the Twitter as at uh, Dana is a girl. Um, I you can see me on uh, Tsunami Preflight as me, um, which is adultswim.com slash streams on Friday nights. And it also archives for the week. And then you can hear me on Toonami, which is on Saturday nights on Adult Swim, and the time always varies, so I'll just tell you to go there Saturday nights, because it could start anywhere from 11 to midnight, and then end anywhere from 3 to 3.30, or later, who knows? So it just changes randomly. It just changes randomly, cool. depending on what's airing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you'll be doing lots of stuff at DragonCon, right? I will, yeah. So I will come to DragonCon. I will be available at DragonCon. I'm doing, um, there's a Toonami panel, I believe, on Friday, so nice. please come see me and say hi. Uh, and then the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show. Uh, <laughs> Saturday night is the show I do in character as Miss Lady Flex, um, who is my Lysexoflex alter ego. And then uh, Sunday I'm doing the Gonzo Quiz Show with you fantastic yay, folks. Yay. My little Ken Plume friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Here's some quick plugs uh, for this show, and then we'll get into our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can check out my pop culture comedy station on Anchor called Headcanon for info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and other comedy adventures like going to Dragon Con and doing a bunch of panels and shows. You can check out my website at josephsgrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episodes where my wife Sarah and I talk about something we are obsessed with in the moment. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephsgrimshaw. All right, final questions. Follow me on health grades. <laughs> Follow me on health grades. <laughs> Clout me. Is that a thing? Clout me. Just go on the internet and fucking verb me. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Validate me. Yeah, give me validation. Let people know I exist. Yeah, peach me on validator, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, so final questions. Don't have anything to do with your obsession, but they can if you want. Oh, sure. If someone made a statue of you, what pose would you want to be in? Uh, that one where you put your like head underneath your legs is from the David Bowie Glass Spider tour. I'm gonna like. <laughs> you're gonna I'm do gonna it. Say you're gonna All right, yeah. I'll describe it yeah, as Dana's doing it. this. So Dana's walked like, away. You go. You spread. <laughs> you spread. And you go and you clap. <laughs> underneath. All right. So she, you, you spread your legs. Yes. Then you look. You make eye contact yes. while you clap. So your back, my my back, my back is to Joseph, and I, uh, while my back is to him, I bend halfway at the waist, and then I reach my arms through my legs, and I clap. And it is, yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful because it has the feeling of like a first grade teacher who can't get the children's attention. Say over here, over so they here. They do something that is dangerous to themselves and others. Yep. Yes. Totally. Yes. Yes. All right. It's exciting. It's an exciting pose for a statue. Uh, and I like that it has motion. Yeah. That you would like your statue would be in downtown Atlanta and people would come and press a button and then the statue would clap. We, crank, crank, crank. Yeah. It's a gift statue. So it's, <laughs> we don't have time to make things with actual materials anymore. It's an animated gift statue. Nice. <laughs> if you could hug any fictional character, who might you hug? Oh, my God. Oh, shit. 
Well, I did. I uh, at Comic Con this year, I did get to hug Snoopy, and I started crying. A big costume Snoopy. Yes, it was like. Well, they were. Uh, it was. It was a uh, the, the the performer who was inside was was relatively short. Yeah. So it was like a strange thing because I was like, well, I thought Snoopy like mascot Snoopy would be bigger, but I had like a very emotional reaction to hugging Snoopy. Yeah. Did you weep? I did. I weeped and I just kept going Snoopy, <laughs> Snoopy, and then like uh, my husband Chris like took a picture of it and then. We were still walking around Comic Con, and I just kept going, "Snoopy, Snoopy!" <laughs> it's a powerful experience. I've been hugged by Snoopy uh, yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, an old girlfriend of mine works uh, at the Mall of America, and oh. I went to see one of her shows, and she was dressed as Snoopy, and uh, she saw me and was happy that I came there. And then Snoopy hugged me, and I think the kids were watching. I was like, "Why does Snoopy like that weird guy?" And it was a powerful experience wow. to see other people look and go like. Snoopy likes that guy. Snoopy's like, into thank you, Snoopy. This gentleman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I going back to our earlier conversation. I would hug uh, Skinny Chris Evans, Skinny Captain America. Skinny Captain America. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He could do that all day. Yeah. <laughs> Just give that man a hug. <laughs> the final question for everyone on the podcast is: What is happiness? Uh, box breathing. It's when you take you take a breath, five in, hold for five, five out, hold for five. Box breathing. That is happiness to you. That's not, I think it's more like a- <laughs> Preparing for it's happiness? It's like a preparing, it's the welcoming to happiness. It's the theme song to happiness. <laughs> yes. Slow breathing in and out. Slow breathing. That is breathing. a fine answer. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me yeah absolutely i've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a long time and this was great i you know i'm sorry that it's taken me like almost half of this to actually look at you because whenever (laughs) i whenever i record like i look away from the microphone yeah it's just a weird mental thing and no i totally understand i keep not looking at you but now (laughs) but when we've connected i'm like we've connected i feel connected yeah like like one. Like the perfect stranger's theme. has <laughs> <laughs> happened between us. It's happened. It's happened. On the, it's rain and thunder, wind and haze. We were bound for better days. It's our <laughs> life, our dream. Nothing's going to stop us now. Thank you so much. That is our podcast. Bye. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Here's another favorite theme song I just want to give for you. It's the uh, Mr. Belvedere theme. It starts off slow, and I don't know all the lyrics. Street drop of China, never met her before. Who cares? As you draw, kick your jacket, but as I came through the door, now I'm glad. Sometimes it'll be fine, red. I'll fit a new arrival. Life is yours for me, survival. Better be it all, live the good life. Smack.